Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Bancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. I am so excited because I am with my friend, Christina. She is the modern organic life on Instagram, and she is such a beautiful soul. Um, She is everything like organic and natural, and she is just like the most like beautiful person in the whole wide world. I love her so much. I joke with her that if I were a man, I would marry her because she is like (laughs) the perfect housewife, the perfect mom. And like, oh, I just love her so much. And we are going to talk about all things like organic, vegan. She's an herbalist. She's a single mom. She does all the things. She runs a business and she does it with such grace. So Christina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I, so I'm Christina. Um, I run the Modern Organic Life and the Modern Organic Skin Company. Uh, we focus on holistic living, um, healthier, educating people on choosing healthier options from the foods you eat to the products that you use, um, shampoos, conditioners, skincare, uh, cleaning products, things like that. So I like to think of myself kind of as an educator. Um, But before all of that, I'm a mom. I'm a single mother. I'm very proud of being a single mother. It's hard and it's not for everybody, but I take a lot of pride in it. I have an awesome daughter who's seven years old and I'm from Chicago. That's a big part of who I am. I'm Greek. Um, I love food. I'm obsessed with food. I love cooking food. And I think... um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to be on here today because I think what we have to share, our knowledge and experience is really important to people that are in our fields uh, in particular. So I'm just happy to be here, but that's it. I'm, a, I'm 37, I'm a single mom, I run my business, and I just want to spread the word on living a happy, healthy life isn't uh, as difficult as some people make it seem. It's not out of reach. Little tiny choices each day can really change the trajectory of your, of your life and your um, spirit. I love that so much. Um, So let's get into the food because you are like not only an amazing cook, but you are like such a colorful cook. And I love the fact that even though you are vegan, a lot of people see like vegan eating as like, oh my God, it's so plain. It's so like, I don't know what to eat if I'm not going to incorporate meal, I mean, meat into my meals. And you have raised your daughter uh, she eats mainly vegan? She eats seafood. Okay, she eats seafood. Um, and I feel like everything that you post on your Instagram just looks so delicious. And for someone who is busy, who is a busy mom and does work a full-time job, can we like talk a little bit about like the ease of eating and while you're being busy? So I think the key to eating healthy is preparing beforehand, meal prep, um, even if it's like snacks and things, that is really, really key in, in doing it and sticking with it. Um, 
you know, this is a podcast for everyone, but in particular people in our field, as far as the spa industry, beauty, uh, hairstylists, and we constantly live on the go. We are bouncing from one client to the next. We don't really have a lot of time. We don't make the time. Um, you know, you make time for an hour lunch, that's an hour appointment that you're missing out on money and stuff. So we don't, we don't think like that. So meal preparation beforehand is extremely important. Um, also eating, um, not eating out, not eating out at restaurants and things like that. Not only is it a huge money saver, um, but that way you know exactly what is in the food that you're eating. Um, so I think those two things are really important. I'm not saying don't, you know, go out and enjoy a nice dinner sometimes, but on a day-to-day -day basis, when we're living our busy lives, we tend to go out to eat, you know, grab lunch somewhere. So meal preparation is key. Awesome. What are your favorite like snacks to bring? Like since you are like busy, um, Christina is a facialist and <laughs> she is, um, I feel like doing facials, like you really like being a hairstylist, you can like step away and during like processing times, but being a facialist, I feel like it's a little bit harder. So what are your like go-to snacks that you would suggest for someone else in our field? So I'm a big, something quick. I always like slice apples, bananas, and then use a the nut butter, whether it's peanut butter, sunflower butter, you know, almond butter, whatever your, whatever your favorite choice is, is fine. But cutting up like fresh fruits and doing a nut butter, because then you're getting your plant-based protein. Um, even adding like a little bit of chia seeds in there or something for more added protein. Um, I love, I'm a big, like, I love nuts. So, you know, cashews, almonds, uh, walnuts, but make sure that they're in their raw state, not honey roasted and salted because then you have a whole bunch of, you know, additives in there. Um, so keep it raw, organic nuts. Those are like my go-tos. I love guacamole. I love hummus. So those are also very easy things you can make at home. You can buy them store-bought, but they're easy to throw in your bag and take along with you. So those would be like my best snacks. Just keep it simple. Veggies, fruit, nut butters. I love that. I am such like a snacker. Like I, I love guacamole. I just love like dipping. It, it's like totally my thing. Um, and I say that in the salon, like grab some nuts, grab some fruit, like anything that's like quick. Um, I like pre-make smoothies or have like pre-made juices just so like I have something and preparation is so important. Cause like we'll go half our day and then we're starving and then we're waiting for Uber Eats. And by the time it comes in, it's cold, it's gross. It's like, and then you're bloated and that's like not a way to live. Um, and it's also like bad on your skin. So I know that with your skincare, you incorporate all organic things. Um, what would be your best advice for someone who's trying to like clear up their skin in a more organic way? So I think the problem with food and in beauty, I think a lot of people have the, you know, the notion that it's going to be so much more expensive. And I just want to say that because a lot of times us, you know, when we're first starting in hairstyles or facials, like we're living on a budget, like we don't have a lot of money to spend on like organic food, you, you know, you think, but there is a really useful list out there that um, the Environmental Working Group provides every year. Their website is ewg.org. Um, it's called the Clean 15 
and the dirty dozen. And sometimes they go a little bit more as far as the number of foods that they put on those lists, but those are two lists that they put out every year and they test thousands of different uh, fruits and vegetables and they tell you which ones are the cleanest, meaning they have been exposed to the least amount of pesticides and herbicides, and then they have the dirty dozen, which is the foods that you always wanna purchase organic. So that's a very helpful list. You don't have to go to the store and buy everything organic. It's not necessary, but there's certain things that you should always buy organic. So that list, first of all, I want you know everybody to know because it's out there for our, you know, it's a resource for us and a lot of people don't know about it. So, um, you know, not, not realizing you don't have to spend so much money is very helpful. Um, with skincare, women in general, the average American woman is exposed to over 300 chemicals a day in her wow. life. Whether that comes through the foods we eat, whether that comes through the things that we're rubbing on our body and our skin, the things we're using in our, you know, on our hair. And a big one for women is cleaning products. Mm. So those are like the three areas, you know, of, of focus where I say make little changes. Also not going totally cold turkey and like going home and throwing every single thing out in your cabinet and buying a whole bunch, you know, take take baby steps because when you take baby steps to live a, a healthier, happier life, you end up sticking with it. You know, when you change everything, it's too drastic. It's like a shock to the system. But when you take little steps, then you tend to last, you know, it tends to last longer. So with skincare, let's say, um, let's do sunblock. That let's, Say, okay, I want to live healthier. I want to use cleaner, non-toxic products, but I don't know where to start. Let's start with sunblock first. Why? Because sunscreen and sunblock is one of the most toxic things that we use on our body, not only to us, but to the environment and the ocean. You go to the beach in Miami and people have, you know, sunscreens that are toxic to the ocean. You come here and you want to bathe in the sand and the sea and the sun, but you're using a product that is killing the ocean. So I think um, sunscreen is a good place to start for people that are just um, trying to make little changes. Um, so yeah, like, let's focus, change sunblock. Then the next week, let me incorporate two plant-based meals into my diet this week. Little steps, and they really do go a really long way, so. I love that you mentioned the sunblock because I remember um, in the salon, um, Christina is one of my clients and her daughter Adara is the cutest freaking thing. And I remember Adara was saying, um, you guys went down to the Keys and she was saying how she wanted to like save the turtles and all of that. <laughs> and oh my gosh, she was so cute. Um, do you have any brands of sunblock that you would suggest? <laughs> Um, yes, I, right now <laughs> I use raw elements. It's a smaller company. I found them out when I was in Tulum. Um, they have raw, they have an Instagram called raw elements USA. This is not an ad <laughs> <laughs> because I really like their products. So, um, raw elements US or raw elements USA, I believe is their Instagram handle. Um, also Kula, um, I haven't personally used all of their products, but they have a very um, 
they have a nice array of different uh, tinted moisturizers if you're not heavy on the makeup, regular sunscreens, but they're all ocean reef safe too. Um, Alba has been around forever. You can grab that at Target. Doesn't have to be expensive. Um, they have ocean reef safe sunscreens as well. So those are three, you know, e easy to grab brands that I, I know of off the top of my head that I recommend to clients. I love that. Um, so that's what we're looking for. Ocean reef safe sunscreen products. And like this goes for anything, like when it comes to your skin, I feel like SPF is like one of the most like underrated things that we like, we need to use. It's like the number one preventative for aging is just sunblock. And whether you're inside or outside, those UV rays still like can affect your skincare. So if we can make one change to our skincare regimen and to our planet, I feel like sunscreen, doing a reef protectant sunscreen is the way to go. Um, so I, I really wanted to talk to you about the fact that you're an herbalist. And I find this so interesting because I just started like looking more into like different herbs and like substituting that um, into my diet for like different types of like anti-inflammatories or anything like that. Um, can you tell me a little bit about being an herbalist and like maybe your top favorite herbs that you supplement into your diet or in, maybe into your daughter's diet? Sure. So um, herbal medicine, it's the study in the pharmacology of different herbs, which has been around for since the beginning of time. Um, I feel very opinionated about Western medicine. Um, I think obviously I believe in science and I believe in the miracles that Western medicine does as far as surgery and cancer, which my father had. And, you know, those doctors, his oncologist saved his life. But I think in the treatment of chronic disease, autoimmune disorders, all the things that our generation is starting to be plagued with because of environmental factors, because of the things that we're exposed to, the things we eat, um, I you know, I'm a strong believer also in having an open mind and I believe in Chinese medicine and I believe in the power of Ayurveda, um, which is, you know, through healing spices. So um, herb, herbs are the same way. So I cover spices and herbs. Um, the chronic illnesses I'm talking about are typically uh, autoimmune disorders. I see a lot of clients that have hormonal imbalances. Um, so you can heal your body through herbs with those things. Um, people coming off of chemotherapy can really benefit from adding different herbs into their life as well. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I did not go to medical school. But, um, but I know nutrition and I know herbs and I know the power of healing herbs. And it can be life-changing for some people. Um, so yeah, I, I grow my own herbs. I dry my own herbs. I mill my own herbs into, um, you know, tea bags and things like that. So yeah, and, and you, you know, people think, oh, herbs, I'm eating plants and stuff. You can, you can have herbal remedies um, through tea and stuff like that in your, in your home at night as well. Um, I love dandelion flower. I love... Um, I love oregano. I grow Greek oregano. It's amazing, healing, antiviral, antibacterial. Um, 
Milk thistle is great for, for women that are dealing with different hormonal issues. So it's, it, there's really an herb for every ailment. Um, and seeing a, a nutritionist or an herbalist that has experience and knows what they're doing is extremely important um, because, you know, herbs, just like anything, they have side effects just like a medicine would have. So you need to make sure that you're on the right plan and that you're dealing with an herbalist that knows exactly what they're doing. That's really important, especially in places like South Florida. You have a lot of people practicing that aren't licensed or things like that. So you always want to do your research on who you go to see. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's super important. It's like anything, like just because you like, it, it's like with hairstylists or facialists, just because you are a hair, you can do hair, you can blow dry hair doesn't mean that you're as qualified as someone who practices it all the time or as like the experience with different things. I know this is about me, <laughs> which I like, and I'm having a great time, but I want to say something about you too. Um, you know, I always recommend everyone to see Shelby and all my friends and all oh, somebody that moves to Miami, I'm like, go see Shelby. She, do she doesn't like doing dark hair, <laughs> but she'll do your blonde hair. Um, but no, I, I want to say, stemming off of this, I always tell people, you're not just a hairstylist. Like, you really know uh, the physiology of the hair, and you know how to heal hair, and you know how to, you know, you know everything about it. That's so important in the things that we do as a hairstylist. And this is for the people out there listening, for a facialist, for whatever field you're in. Like, you should want to know the ins and outs. And if that's when you know someone has a true passion for what they do. And that's why I enjoy seeing you and I never hesitate sending people to you because I can go to any hairstylist and get a haircut. I can go to any hairstylist and get my hair colored. But I want somebody that, it, first of all, knows what they're doing, is passionate about what they're doing, and is truly, really educated. So I just want to say that to the people that, you know, listen to you, interview other people. I think they should know that about you. You're always striving to be the best and you're opening your horizons, you know, more recently to so many other opportunities and things. And I think that that's really important in any practitioner and any stylist that you go to. So I just want to say that about you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so sweet. And I think it's so important because like, like myself, Christina, like I've had experiences with her in, um, when she's given me a facial, it's like, she takes the time to like, talk about your eating habits, talk about like what you're putting on your skin. She gives you recommendations. She tells you where to buy it. She says, Hey, follow up with me. And I feel like those key points are so freaking important when it comes to customer service. And when it comes to like, as hairstylists, like if we're not touching on every part of that person's life, like we can all agree if someone's on like a lot of medication or they're not eating properly, or they don't have like, they have a lot of stress going on. They're, they're like on tons of medication, their hair is going to be affected just like their skin. And like, as professionals, we need to hit on all those parts, which is why it's so important that we do our research ourselves. It's not just coloring hair. It's not just doing a facial. It's so much more than that. Like we aren't doctors. We're not like, we're definitely not psychiatrists, but we <laughs> need one actually. I actually am not one. <laughs> I know we need one, but, um, 
that that's the thing. Like our job is so much more than just like coming in, doing a haircut and leaving. It's knowing like what we're putting into people's hair and educating the client because the client doesn't know. And like, um, Christina jokes that I don't like doing brunette hair because I am a blonde specialist and I do believe that you should niche down in what you do. And like, it's not that I deny Christina at all because I love her. (laughs) Um, But I, I always tell people like, I'm a pastry chef. I only do this because this is what I'm really good at. And you can take anyone in any profession. Like Christina knows organic facial. She knows the ins and out of nutrition when it comes to like skincare, because that's what she specializes in. And it's so important for us as professionals to be like, hey, this is what I know. This is what I'm in. Um, this is what I'm educated on. This is how I can help you. And if you're looking for someone else, then I'm like, if you're looking for something else, then I'm not that person. Right. I start all my new clients off that way. I sit them down. I ask them what they feel about, you know, their skin or what they're experiencing. I am so happy that you brought that up too, because it's not, when you are in, when you go to, I don't know, I wasn't in cosmetology school. I was a facialist. I mean, and in Chicago, you have a lot more training. You're, um, you know, you're an esthetician. It's different than in Miami, what they call a facialist, but you are taught to, okay, this person comes in, this person has acne, you treat the acne with the acne facial and you send them on their way. You know, that was skincare 101. But there is a reason that this person has acne. And as you know, there is a reason that this person, you know, has rosacea flare-ups every other month. There is a reason behind that. So we can all do a quick topical treatment and make them feel good, but they're going to go back to their house and they're going to go back to their regular lifestyle and they're going to do or expose themselves to whatever is making them sick pretty much or have acne or have rosacea or whatever. So yeah, the finding out the why and educating people further on just topical skincare solutions or hair care, it's, it's very important. So I start all my new clients off with asking them, you know, okay, tell me what you're here for. What, how are you feeling about your skin? But we go into so much more than that. And another point that you said, which is really important, is I'm not going to be the best fit for everybody. So I say my little spiel of myself and how I practice and what you're going to gain from seeing me. And I want this to be a good fit because like you and my relationship, yes, we're friends now. You started as my hairstylist, but it's a personal a personal relationship that you build and I want my clients to always feel like they're not just my client you know they're they come into my space and I know what they're going through and I know they teach you that actually in I don't know if they do this for you but in skincare school they teach you to not share like don't ask too many questions don't share too much of your own life don't do this but i think that's where like the you know you can keep personal things to yourself but i think that's where like the relationship builds from yeah i want to know my clients i want to know what they experienced you know in the week prior of coming to see me because it may reflect on their skin or something that you know something that i see visually 
So that's really it. That's very important. Also, it's like, it's not a one size fits all when it comes to clients. There are going to be some clients that you're more like personal with. And there's some clients that you're more like business with. I worked in a salon where they were like, Shelby, you need to shut up (laughs) and work more. And it was mainly because my timing was really bad. Like I was really slow and they, and it was like a factory there. They wanted to get me in and out. They wanted me to like shut up and do the work. But the clients that I focused on back then and like knew a little bit about their life and integrated their hair care routine and their style, like what they were doing. I'm like, oh, hey, so since you go to the beach all the time, these are the products that I think that you need based on that those clients are still with me because of those relationships. Like you become more than just a hairstylist. So there is that happy medium. Um, And I like people want to know who you are. Like I always tell um, people who I coach like, hey, show up on Instagram and show your face. Because at the end of the day, like if your Instagram is just like hair, 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 like skin, 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 and it doesn't actually show who you are, People go to you for you. Yes, they want results and they want the skincare and they want all of that. But at the end of the day, if you're not a, like, if they don't vibe with you, it's okay. So one of the things that I just heard that I love this and Christina, I know you're going to love this. How you show up is 80% your energy, 20% your skill. It's not so much like your skill as a hairstylist, as an esthetician, as whatever it is, it's your energy that people come to you for. Your skill can be like top of the line, but if your energy sucks, no one's going to want that. It's the same. You can think of it even like, I mean, I think of that experience even like through food and that part of my life. Like it's the same. If you go to a restaurant and you have an amazing meal, but the service sucks, you might go back for the meal here and there just because it was so good, but the service sucks. If I go somewhere and I have incredible service, you have atmosphere, you have quality of food, you have service. When the service is great, it makes me want to go back. It makes the experience. And I feel the same with hair care, with coming to see your facialist. I totally agree with that. And everything you do, you have to bring the energy and getting to know clients too. I want to say that because I'm I'm speaking like me and you and we're having a conversation, but I want to, I want to speak to the people that are listening really right now that are in our field. It's great to have those relationships. It's great to bring the energy. It's great to know your clients in and out, but you also have to make sure that you protect your energy at the same time. That's really important because I do feel like a psychiatrist at work sometimes because people do talk to me and they do share a lot of information with me, personal information, which I appreciate that. And I know that they come to me because that's their little hour where they, yes, get beautified, but they also, you know, pour out some things that they're feeling. But important for the facialist, the stylist, whoever is listening out there is to also Do all of that and and create that experience for your clients, but also to protect your own energy. Um, Sometimes it can be draining. Sometimes you might have a day where you're like going through a lot. Like, I don't want to hear about how your husband won't have sex with you. I don't want to hear about that today, okay? I have my own problems. But creating a safe space for your client, but also creating a safe space for yourself is really also very important. Absolutely. I, um, 
I always tell stylists that like clients where they sit and this is the same for facialists, they, their head, like we release our energy through our head and your head is so close to our heart that we can't help, but like absorb that energy. And a lot of times when you're touching people's head, you're touching people's face, you're like, the clients are releasing this energy and it's like, we're, we're human too. We have our own days. We have our own problems, whatever. We may leave it at the door, but we still can feel whatever people don't leave at the door. And um, so Christina, what are some ways that you release energy or like you protect your own energy? So I do, I always cleanse my clients. This is something I actually just started doing. I was doing it at the end of the session. I do at the beginning and the end. So I always do like a nice sweep of um, Palo Santo or Sage over my client. I focus on the seven chakras areas. Um, I let, you know, the Sage sit there a little bit longer. Um, and I do that in the beginning of a treatment and I do it at the end of a treatment. And then I Sage the crap out of myself <laughs> afterwards um also knowing like like I said being I'm an open book I live my life that way that's not for everybody some people they just can't relate to that they they don't want to share they don't want people knowing too much they keep things more personal I think that's also fine and great and wonderful everybody should do you know what they want I'm not that way <laughs> I'm an open book um but learning, learning what to share for me was a lesson. What to share, what not to share. There's like a fine line there. Sometimes I'm an oversharer. So learning to learning to um, to know, you know, my limits on what I share with clients and stuff. That's a way that I protect my energy. Um, and then outside of work, like those are things that I do when I have clients. But in my personal life. I, um, I get outside in nature and I get a lot of fresh air and I jump in my car and I take road trips and I bring myself back to center when I'm with my daughter and it's a crazy day and I take it, I take moments in, um, and make sure that I'm present and grateful um, stopping myself throughout the day to do that. Even if it's like, I mean, it might sound cheesy, but if it's like a beautiful blue sky that day, I make sure I take moments to myself, even if it's just for a few minutes and I'm thankful. And I, I think that, um, is, is why I'm in such a happier place than what I used to be in. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. being like, being enloped in nature is like so <sighs> underrated. Like, no, I, I love that you're always like outside, you're always like at the beach and not everyone listening here is in a warmer climate and we both come ver from very cold climates. What advice would you give someone for someone, like for the person who's like, okay, Christina, like easy for you to say because you're in Miami and all of that, but what do I do? I have kids at home. I like, it's cold out. How am I going to be more grounded in nature if I don't really want to be outside? Um, okay. So that's a good, that's a good point because I lived in Chicago my whole life. So there were many winters where I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, to create a small space in your home 
that's just yours and bring in elements of nature like beautiful plants or beautiful stones or some crystals or some candles or some nice wood you know wooden vases or you know i would bring the elements of nature into my home i'm also a big believer in feng shui and the way that you set up your home and create a peaceful space that's right for you. Finding out your feng shui element would be something fun for you guys to do out there if you've never done it. it uh, it'll help you bring in your elements into your, into your home and your space and how to decorate. I think that that's great. And so if you can't get outside and you're you know not as lucky as us to be able to walk over to the beach, I think uh, creating a visually pleasing and spiritually pleasing corner space in your house, your whole house if you can, or a, you know, a space that's dedicated to you. Um, I think that that's a way to reconnect with, you know, nature and um, bring some peace and balance to your life if you can't get out and do it on a regular basis. I love that. I love that so much. You answered that way better than I could have. So I'm so glad I asked you that. Your home is, your home is, I look at it like my home is my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So I love to go to my workspace and it's peaceful and it brings me like all the vibes I need for work. And then my home environment is my sanctuary and brings me home and peace when I'm there. So, and they can be decorated different. You might have a different vibe when you go to work than when you go to your, to your house, but creating a space and energy around you that makes you feel content and at peace is real, is very important. So that's what I would do in Chicago. Like my home was always decorated really cute and, um, you know, there were many winters where I was stuck inside for six months, but I didn't ever feel like, like I always felt like my home was my sanctuary. So I love I that. You go home to clutter, you go home to craziness, then that's how you're going to feel on a regular basis. I think your home life is key to balance in your personal and work life. So yeah, I love that. And like, if you're like, that energy that you're bringing home, you know, we talk about like protecting our own energy, but like when you have other people who are home with you, um, like let's say you have kids or you have a spouse or whatever, like if you're bringing home that bad energy, huh? Or a moody man. Yeah. A moody man. Like, what if, like a lot of times, like I'm super moody when I come home, I'm like, listen, I need to like decompress and you have like my, like my moment, like, let me just go decompress on my own. It's nothing about you. It's totally about me. So like having that space that you can go to like, Hey, this is, this is what I need to do in order to like shake off that energy so I can bring my best energy forward. Cause it's not fair to the other people in our household that they're getting kind of like the worst of us because we're trying to help so many people in our lives. Right. I think, um, for, you know, what I said, find out your feng shui element. It's cool because not only does it tell you what is for you, but it tells you what is not for you. So you can mm. avoid certain things as well. So like I, for example, I'm a, I'm the, a wood element. So in my house, I bring in nature as far as like colors of sage, colors of 
ivory colors of you know actual pieces of like wood I have like wood tables or wooden candles or things like that and because I'm a wood element they tell you to stay away from oranges reds things like fire things because mm -hmm. you know what would wood do it would burn um so it's really cool it's very cool I think that it's really helpful for people in our in our field to to bring that feng shui energy to, to their houses for sure like if you're metallic you can be like metallic wood water adara's water so in our house i have things for wood and i have things for water and it's supposed to bring me like peace and comfort i love that i remember when i moved to my apartment uh, mine was i think mine is metal and josh's is wood and I live in a loft apartment, so there's tons of metal and it was just like adding in that wood element. I mean, I, <laughs> I am no interior designer, but I did get like a wood-based table and with the help of Christina, because she like has an amazing eye for design, for food, for all, fashion, like all the things. Yes, exactly. Um, so I... Let's talk more about like I just love spirituality and I love your like out outlet on it and um your opinion on it. How do you incorporate this with your daughter? Like she is such a good kid. She really is. Like I don't really enjoy kids coming into the <laughs> salon, but every time Adara comes in, I'm like it's okay. She's like one of the adults. She talks like an adult. She is so polite, so patient and like you can tell that there's that like huge respect. Um and I like that bounces off of you. Like that bounces off of your energy and all of that. Like how has your relationship with her changed as she's grown as far as like your energy and your spirituality with her? Thank you for all the nice things you said about Adara. I feel the same way about her, but <laughs> no, I'm biased. I'm her mom, but she really is like, she's a really great child. She really is. She's well-behaved. She's has manners. She's smart. She's kind to others. She's thoughtful. She's really a really great kid. So um, thank you for noticing that about her. Um, so I guess I'll dig in a little bit deeper really quickly about like my own personal life. So I'm a single mom. I was always a single mom with her. My pregnancy, I was a single mom until she was about four years old. I got back together with her father for several years, and now we've been apart for a couple of years again. Um, so really, the majority of Adara's life, it was just her and I. So I do think that we just have this really strong bond. Um, one thing with my parents, especially my dad, which is something that I hope <laughs> I can continue having with Adara, is that I really respected my, my parents and I really respected my dad and in particular, and I just never wanted to disappoint him. And he had a perfect balance of fear and loving kindness and respect. So I don't know how that's created really. And I, I inspire to have that kind of relationship with Adara. And I think that I'm doing a good job because Adara knows I'm her friend and she can talk to me about anything. And I'm, I'm 
trustworthy and I respect her opinion and her feelings and I always communicate with her and I ask her you know her personal opinion about things and stuff I let her have a voice I think that's really important as parents but I'm also your mama <laughs> and I don't play that shit <laughs> when it comes to other things and we're we're friends yes and we trust each other and we love each other but I'm I'm your mom first and I'm the mother and you're the child and this is the role that we're playing so my energy is really this is how I I explain myself to people I think it's a good description you can tell me if I'm right or wrong but I am I'm a traditional I have a traditional soul but I'm a free spirit so I think that is portrayed in my parenting as well. I'm old school. I'm an old school mom. I have my rules. I do not budge from those rules. I've set my boundaries as a mom, and these are the rules you will follow. But I'm a free spirit in that I'm fun, and I'm outgoing with her, and I encourage her to be the same way. So I think that's the energy that I put out to Adara is that, you know, here are the rules and this is the way things are going to go, but let's have a fucking great time together. Let's I like love that. Life together. And let's just have so much fun. And she makes it really easy for me as well, because she, from the minute she was born, she's full of spunk. So even when I'm feeling, you know, and there were times where it was really hard as a single mom and it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with the dark. She was the really easy kid but just all the other stressors of being a single mom and going through a bad relationship and a breakup and everything, uh, multiple time breakups with that person. Um, she made it always easy because she was always like there with a, her big dimple and a smile on her face and like so excited about life and, and everything around her. I was always so excited about everything that I didn't have time to, you know, be negative or sad because then she would be negative and sad. So we keep positive vibes at our house. <laughs> I love that. And like everything that you're saying, I, I think about like, I'm not a mom, but I am a business owner and I am a, like a, a girlfriend and a friend and a, you know, all the things. Yeah. And there, when a lot of times when we think of just like the word boss, like we're, we're all business owners. If you are in the beauty industry, you're a business owner because your, your reputation is you, not so much the salon you're in. And like you can, it's so important to have your boundaries and have your foundation, but also be a free spirit because we're artists. Like we are creatives and all of that. So like, just like how Christina does it with her daughter, she does that in her business and she does that with her friendships and all of that. And I think that's so important to us. Like we need to know and we need to reass reassess I, I mean, I know my boundaries have changed just this year, like with my own mental health, with my own realizations of who I am and the position I'm stepping into. <laughs> and like we, it's so important for us to reassess our boundaries, who we are, what, what we tolerate, because you are what you tolerate. And that is so, 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 so important. Like if you tolerate clients calling you in the middle of the night. You tolerate clients like abusing you. You tolerate coworkers abusing you. You tolerate negative, like negative energy. Then that's what you're going to get because you let it in. Mm -hmm. People in our field, we get taken advantage of a lot. You know, boundaries are 
they're a must in this field. They'll take advantage of your pricing. They'll take advantage of your time. They'll take advantage of no shows and cancellations and whatever else. So you really need to set your boundaries in all areas of your life that, you know, rolls over. You need to set your boundaries at work. You need to set your boundaries with personal relationships, including family and friends. You need to set boundaries for yourself. Um, and I want to just touch back on like, what I was saying. I want to say, I love my job and what I do being a single mom. And if you're listening to this and maybe you're thinking like you want to be a hairstylist or you want to get into this industry, like this is a great field for a single mom. And I think my attitude when I first started, it was so scary. Like, am I going to make any money? Like sometimes you hear you do this and then you don't make money you're gonna make whatever you wanna make. And I encourage single moms that are, made, that are maybe interested in this field to do it because I can bring my daughter to work with me. I am my own boss. I um, have flexible hours and a flexible schedule. I can work whenever I want to. So um, I think maybe there's single moms out there that might be worried about getting into it. Like maybe I won't make enough money. You have to change your attitude about that. And this is actually a great field to be in if you're a single mom, because it allows you a lot of flexibility. And I want to just say that because I think people sometimes are worried about, uh, worried about that. And mm -hmm. you know, other jobs, the nine to five somewhere, that's not ever been for me. So, um, so yeah, I encourage the, the single mamas out there that are listening. This is a great field to be in. You got to be a hustler though. That's all. If you're a hustler, then you'll be fine. If you're not a hustler, then you're going to be working for somebody else and you're going to be on their schedule and doing their thing. But if you're a hustler and you're a single mama, you can get out there. I am, you know, my daughter loves getting a facial when she comes to work with me and stuff. I, I just want to say that because it's, it's hard finding your way when you're when you're a mama sometimes absolutely like that's totally understandable it's hard finding your way as like as an individual a human. <laughs> yeah, in in a career like it's like who am i going to show up as like what what kind of life do i want what's the type of salary that i want like how many days do i want to work what are my hours like what what is my work life schedule going to look like if you don't know then you have no goal to attain and like i'm sure that you know the the beginning of your career will look different than the middle of your career and it will evolve over time i started out differently in my career than i am now and same thing with christina like you can evolve as a you know, as an independent, as a, an artist, we are artists at the end of the day and we create our own rules. We create our own atmosphere. We create our own energy. And I think that's so like, it's so beautiful about our industry. I just love our industry as a whole. Like, I think it's so amazing. Um, Christina, this was amazing. I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. Where can my followers find you? So thank you, first of all, for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I love you. <laughs> love you. And I'm proud of all of the growth that you've been experiencing. And I'm proud of, you know, you actually, I've been doing this for a long, you know, doing what I do for a long time. But 
um, there were times when my business was really slow and then this pandemic stuff and Shelby is very inspiring. You're very inspiring. You're always a hustler. You're a go-getter. You don't make excuses. Um, so that inspires me. But um, you guys can find me on Instagram. I have my personal nutrition page where I touch on some skincare stuff is The Modern Organic Life. I have um, my other handles on the top of my page in my bio for The Modern Organic Skin Co. Um, where I sell my products and you guys can book appointments on modernorganiclife.com. So not the there. It's just modernorganiclife.com is my website. Um, I have a really awesome little shop in there that's a collection of all my favorite organic goodies, my skincare, things that I make by hand, like these cool bracelets that I'm wearing today, um, among many other things, kitchen staples, and soon my organic spice line, which I'm very excited about. And I'll send you some, actually, Shelby, so when you're doing some cooking. Um, you can also purchase soon in a couple of weeks my items at the new location in South Beach for the restaurant called Grown. So you can go there. I'm going to have a whole corner, a little shop with all of my goodies, my skincare, my spices, everything there. So you can find me online, modernorganiclife.com, or you can find me at the new Grown location in South Beach. Oh my gosh, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. How yes. exciting. I'm so happy for you. Friday. It was very exciting. It's going to be really nice to have my stuff out in, in Miami. And I'm not usually in Miami Beach too much. Um, so it's a great way for people to, you know, get their hands on, on my stuff that might not come over to my, to my way. Also, you can also um, direct message me if you want to come in for a consultation. If you hear, um, or if you come in and you say that you heard about me on the podcast, I'll give you a, you know, a free con consultation as far as nutrition or skincare goes. You just have to mention the podcast, please. Love that. Oh my gosh. So Christina, thank you again. Um, and for everyone, please, please, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does help get the podcast out there. Um, I appreciate all the reviews I've had so far. Like I am overwhelmed with all the love and it's like such a good thing. So subscribe, share on all the platforms. If you do share it, please tag myself and Christina at the Mar modern organic life. Um, and Shelby.Betancourt. So as always, you are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much.